coming to CuriosityStream. Go on an adventure, 66 million years in the making, with Dino Week. From new discoveries about the dinosaurs we thought we knew, to the mind-blowing species still being unearthed, and the controversial discovery that could rewrite history, did dinosaurs survive longer than imagined? Dino Week on CuriosityStream. And with monthly, annual, and bundled pricing plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com. Welcome in, everyone. Today we are live talking about Season 3, Episodes 10 and 11 of The Clone Wars. I am joined by my co-host Luke over here. How's it going? It's going good. Um, And we got a pretty decent amount of guests today. Yeah, we've got a good roundtable of people that really love Padme. And this arc is really about Padme. So um, if you you guys watching really like Padme, this is the arc for you. And why don't we hurry up and get our guests in here, Luke? Yep. Let's do it. You never would have made it as Obi-Wan's Padawan. But you might make it as mine. All right, Char. We're back. All right. Who are we bringing in first? So, you know, I like um, bringing in the returning guests first and then the new people. Because we got some new guests on here today. So, first we're going to bring on Camilla at Boricua Wookiee. Camilla. Hello, hello. Hi. How goes it? <laughs> good. How are you guys? Good. good. Very good. You Ready excited to talk about Padme, Padme today? Gosh, always. Diane moment. <laughs> Diane moment. <laughs> I love her so much, which everybody already knows. <laughs> so yes, oh. very excited. Where can we find you on the social medias? Um, you can find me a couple places, uh, predominantly on TikTok, uh, which is my username is at Puriquawaki, which is under my name. Um, and then also I have a Star Wars narrative podcast that you can check out. It's called Beings of the Galaxy. Uh, you can okay. find that wherever pods are cast. Also on um, Instagram at Beings of the Galaxy Pod. Um, and yeah, it tells the story of the the people in the background and how they are the heroes of their own story. Um, and you'll get to hear some really cool TikTok creators on season one, which is now streaming. So definitely check that out. But that's me. Yes, I cannot stress this enough. And Angie, don't forget about Open Circle open Fleet. Fleet. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yes. <laughs> Another Dyad moment. Thanks, y'all. Yeah. Um, one half of the Open Circle Fleet, which is uh, my better half, Beth, at Skywalker. You can find us on TikTok as well, at Open Circle Fleet, um, where we just, you know, have some fun chaos and also some support <laughs> for all of the wonderful um, Star Wars shows coming up. Uh, so definitely check us out there. Kenobi. So. Kenobi. Yes. All right. Yeah. So second guest we'll bring on another. Is it her first time or is it? Well, she's. Are, are we thinking of the same so person? Are the remainder guests being on the? Clone this Wars is the. This the is the other three have have. Well, okay, so two of them have been on rewatches and in in roundtables. Uh, this is their first time being on like the 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 Clone Wars part of it. Okay, so all of them haven't been on the Clone Wars. Yes. Yes, okay. That would be okay, correct. So this is fresh. All right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. the next person we're going to bring on is Hannah at Nerdy Hands. Hello. How's it going? Hello. Great. It's going good. Ready to talk some Padme? Always. I brought my my Leia necklace with me. It's not Padme, but like you know, I'm repping my space mama. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And where can we find you on the social medias? Yeah, you can find me on TikTok at. 
this right? No, it's this, this one, this one, this one. Nerdy hands, just like that. I do that um, all the time too. It's like I'm pointing left, but I'm actually bit, pointing yeah, right. Yeah, there we go. Nerdy hands right there. That's that's mm -hmm. where it is. Um, you can find me there on Instagram. It's got a dot between the nerdy and the hands because it was taken, unfortunately. Um, you can find me on Twitter at that name as well. We have lots of fun there. And then I'm also on Fan House now if you want to just join a sort of group chat format and send memes and chat about stuff. We have fun on there too. There you awesome. go. There you go. Excited to have you on. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Um, Char, who's next? And then our third guest today will be Vanessa at Vanessa Skak. Skakalosi gang. <laughs> Hi. I'm liking um, the, the, the Phantom Menace Padme. I got beer. it last week. A week really? before. No, two weeks ago. It was like a loose collectible at my comic shop. And oh, okay, cool. It's very cheap. Uh, yes, <laughs> I am the Vanessa from the Vanessa Skak. And <laughs> that is my TikTok the account. The only Vanessa Skak. Actually, I think so. I hope so. I... <laughs> if there's two, the other one's a fraud. Yeah, the exactly. other one's a fraud. Exactly. Sure. <laughs> um, yes, I do mostly art TikToks. Um, sometimes I just do TikToks with random audios. Camilla... Oh, 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 I thought Camilla was chiming in. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's going to grab the thing that you made for her and show off your art. I see. I, I should have had this ready, but here's a... <laughs> oh my god! That is awesome. Vanessa <laughs> original. <laughs> oh my oh my thank you, thank you. Oh my god. That's amazing. I might hit you up after this. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm working on... Um on a commission for you and for Malik right now. But with digital art, it's cool because it'll tell you how long, how much time you've been spending on it. And I think I've spent like 30 hours actively doing it, which means like even more <laughs> outside of it. On mine? Oh my God. Not on yours, on uh, Malik's. On... Oh, because okay. I was sick in bed for some time. So oh, that's right. I've had a lot of hours <laughs> to work on it. Um, but yeah. I'm very dedicated to that. Oh yeah, her, awesome. her. I I cannot wait to get that uh that Anakin canvas. That that. I'm very oh. excited. I with like how I plan things. That I'm opening my window. So apologies if you hear screaming. No, you're good. And Char, who's who do we have oh, last? That is lower my chair. Anyway, so our final guest will be <laughs> Kenna at Senator Smoke. Let me fix my chair. <laughs> Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm Ken. You can find me at Senator Smoke on um, Instagram, TikTok, and now Twitter as well. I did join. Um, and while everyone is being introduced, because Hannah was talking about her lay necklace, I grabbed my Padme divorce snippet as well. Oh my god! Like, nice. I mean. My, there my we go, team. gang. She got mine. Oh my god. Good I mean, we, we, like, we should all have things. your snippets. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I yeah, I, I support that. I support that. Well, um, we have introduced everybody. Uh, I think it's time to get into uh the ep the first episode, Heroes on Both Sides. Char, plot summary. I will do the honor. All right. For those of you who are on for the first time. Um, don't mind grading me on how I do this because it happens all no, the time. Grade him. When I do plot grade summary him. readings, I have grade everyone him. grade me in the chat and on the show. Um, the first one's pretty short, so okay. bear with me. 
Okay. All right. Dun, dun, dun. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm going to do the theme song. Oh but anyway. God. Conflict with no end in sight. Across the galaxy, the quagmire of war continues. While clone troopers suffer casualties at alarming rates, the Galactic Senate convenes an emergency session to debate the true cost of the war. That was good. Was oh, I, okay, I feel like I feel like that like everybody should give him a good ranking um, on this one. No, please don't. But it was it was really it was decent. Push my ego if you want. It, it was mean, decent. Tom Kane needs a replacement soon. So, depending okay, on what they're going to be doing one, next. So. Um, so chronolo- the, the rundown on the episode. So this episode, uh, chronologically begins the banking deregulation arc, which includes this one, uh, pursuit of peace and then Senate murderers. Um, the funny part about the, this, this being at where it is in the release order is that it just fits star Wars because it's like, why do we do this? Who knows? It's George Lucas doing this whole thing. Um, but basically, um, this whole arc is her is pr- pretty much Padme finding her finding her way in the Clone Wars Senate. It's like giving us a, a snippet of what the Senate is like during the war because we don't get a ton of politics uh, during the Clone Wars. Um, there's a little bit of it here and there, but um, what we do get from this arc is really, really, really good stuff, especially with Padme because there's not a lot of just padme centric arcs and i i personally enjoy it a ton um but uh so char do you want to kick it off yeah so the beginning of the episode starts with the senate meeting talking about wanting to deregulate the banks to gain money for trying to reinforce the clone army and we all know padme is that person that wants to fight the war with words instead of weapons Mm -hmm. and you can see this a lot in the arc and i find it interesting how divided the whole senate is and how much you can sway people to make decisions and the beginning of it was weird because we all know that because at the very beginning of the episode you hear masa made yelling order like he always does in the movies Mm -hmm. um hate and then we hear from Lot Dodd, who is a member of the Trade Federation in the Senate, and he's obviously disguising himself as this guy who's has pretends he has no affiliation with the Separatist Alliance, and then afterwards he meets with the banking clan, he meets with I'm forgetting the senator's name, he was the Ishii that was talking. Uh, the, uh, he's part of the Techno Union, which is okay. interesting because the Techno Union is supposed to be the uh not Lock Dodd. What's his name? Waktambor. Waktambor. So mm-hmm. it's interesting to see that is it owned by those alien folk or is it owned by this one? It's just an interesting take. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, go ahead, Char. Yeah, and then once you once after that happens, there's a whole conflict with whether or not they should deregulate the banks and trying to figure out there's a better way to end this war if we can just vote to it. And we find out that the separatists are making a peace, um, a peace proposal that will basically end the war. And it's not signed yet, but we'll get to that later on. And then when Lot, when Lot Dodd, um, the the member of the banking clan, I can't, I don't remember his name either, but him, the Ishitib, and the leader of the banking clan are talking about 
shedding some blood on Coruscant because half and half, they, they feel like a lot of people won't follow with what the separatists want. Yeah. And if they find an open, open opportunity to end the war, they will do that with as fast as they can. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we don't get a lot of a lot of stuff happening on Coruscant when it comes to the war. See, I feel like that's one of the most important parts of this entire the entire prequel trilogy is that there has to be conflict like with the war on Coruscant. And we yeah. get that at the beginning of episode three with the chancellor mm-hmm. being kidnapped. And I find it cool that they're cons- like they can easily conspire an attack on Coruscant and try to just to, just to sway votes in the Senate. Like it's yeah pretty crazy and the other thing is is like what what are the what's everybody's thoughts on like the whole banking clan scene like that whole scene of like they're like oh we don't we don't we're in business not violence but they are like hey we need you to bomb bomb the main facility for the republic to like move the money like what was everybody's thoughts on on that interaction was shady <laughs> yeah very everything shady is shady but the separatists. Separatists. Yes. yeah absolutely i just think it yeah. in general uh sorry were you going to, to oh, no, go ahead. okay <laughs> um yeah in general a lot of there will always be someone that like benefits from a tragedy it's just kind of like inevitable with the way that our society is structured like even when a news company is covering a tragedy that has occurred they are profiting from covering that tragedy so i mean in a way like it's terrible what they're doing but at the same time it's just kind of like once you start thinking about it and like going down that chain of things i'm not defending them at all i hope it doesn't seem that way um but when you think about it, it turns into this really like messy and unfortunate spiral where tragedy turns into a commodity. Yeah, I Anyone just else? think it's oh. I just think it's interesting because like uh in this like episode, like the separatists are like, you know, like at first I'm like, oh we can just try to have like Padme like, you know, taken out. And they're like, no, 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 we're like in business. We don't want like violence. And then when it like benefits their business, like, okay, that's fine that's fine then. like if it goes with business like that's cool so I just think it's like interesting to like because to me like Padme is so like well spoken as is like Bail Organa and a lot of other leaders yeah. in the senate and then you hear them and it's like they're just almost like talking in like a circle kind of so I just I think it's interesting to hear like the reasoning and that's why I do like this episode and like the arc is like I don't know we just we hear the reasoning behind a lot of it and whether it's like good bad we agree disagree it's interesting to hear like kind of the beliefs behind it or like ideas so mm-hmm. no yeah that's a really good perspective and, it, and it's and, and to go with like Vanessa like it's interesting that this episode like the things that are happening in real life and we're talking about an episode that's politically uh, that is a political thing and we have this thing going on in real life and it's and it and it and it can be exactly what Vanessa said that like there are companies that are profiting from these events that are happening it's just whether or not we we choose to recognize that or not um, did anyone see don't look up did anyone watch that I haven't yet. okay yeah no i, <laughs> I, I haven't do you want to give us a can you can you give us a synopsis isn't of that what with uh, leonardo dicaprio it's like everyone all oh wait <laughs> okay so is that the, no hold on don't look up is that the one with uh, jonah hill him yeah. and uh, mary uh, uh meryl streep 
Yeah, right? so basically okay. there is this big asteroid coming to Earth and initially they agree that they have to shoot these little rockets into the sky to deflect the asteroid from Earth. But then as the guy is like going on the mission, then immediately this businessman who is kind of like the person that controls the president really, he figures out that if they do something at the last minute as the asteroid is about to hit Earth, then it would benefit his company more and would benefit the economy more. Um, so, I mean, the whole thing is about climate change, but like it was originally written like way before COVID happened. But I think just in general, like around the time when I watched it was when they shortened the quarantine time to like five to six days to align with like the Delta uh, guidelines and for people to not have to stay home as much for quarantines and stuff. So it's just very interesting how like, people's well-being will be dismissed in order to benefit other people even if like it's not everyone most of the time they'll say oh but we're going to make money the economy is going to be so much better from this but coming to curiosity stream go on an adventure 66 million years in the making with dino week from new discoveries about the dinosaurs we thought we knew to the mind-blowing species still being unearthed and the controversial discovery that could rewrite history. Did dinosaurs survive longer than imagined? Dino Week on Curiosity Stream. And with monthly, annual, and bundled pricing plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. Vernon, 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 the heating and cooling specialist. The name says it all. When you focus solely on indoor comfort for 43 years, well, you get really good at it. Get your heating or cooling system tuned by a Vernon specialist today for only $69. Vernon's 60 to 90 minutes of meticulous system inspection guarantees energy savings or the tune-up is free. Now that's a value. Go to vernonheating.com. Vernonheating.com. It's only helping this, like the people at the top. The one, the one the top 1%. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And everyone else is being shit on. And yeah dies at yeah whatever you're not wrong (laughs) but you're not wrong it's just like um uh the 2012 movie like only only... talking about that yesterday i'm pretty sure we were (laughs) and like the the top one percent only had enough like like so there was only amount of uh like it's just like it amounts like the one percent getting the ability to get off the planet when it Mm just when it's destroyed and everybody is just kind of fucked at that point that yeah, that doesn't get on the boat. Have to fend for themselves. No, but that's absolutely true. Camilla, your thoughts? Unless they're Michael on, Phelps. Yeah, unless they're Michael Phelps. Uh, <laughs> he can swim, I guess. I don't know. I don't make up these things. <laughs> okay. Um, Camilla, thoughts on the scumminess of the of the banking clan oh and the gosh. trade federation and so many just like oh gosh. I mean, just like overall, this I was rewatching for. I just like. I'm apologizing up front because the likelihood is very high that I might probably cry while we're talking about this or like Loki break down just because it's been a, it's been a, just like with the state of what's going on outside. Um, and then watching this episode and like rewatching yeah. it right today was like a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But specifically this scene. So I think that like, something that they say at the beginning of the episode is that the true, they're talking about the true cost of the war. And I think that that is like 
the overarching theme of the entire arc is that what is the true cost of the war? And at the end of the day, we're supposed to know that the true cost of the war are citizens. And it's not, it's not about monetary. It's not about financial things. Um, and like with this specifically with the, the banking clan in that scene, what really stuck out to me was um, the line, they're unlikely to deregulate the banks until this war hits home. And they're talking about Coruscant and how Coruscant is this place that's like, oh, we're millions and millions of miles away from the war. Sure, like we can we can debate all we want here, but like the war would never come here. So we can just like do whatever we want and feel however we want because it's not really hitting home. And like all these people are people of privilege on Coruscant. But as we eventually learn in Heroes of Both Sides, that there are still a lot of people on Coruscant who are heavily affected by the war um and so yeah it's just like it's it's such a scummy scene because you see these people who are truly obsessed with using war for profit and how the true cost of the war is going to be be citizens and be people's lives and their livelihoods um and the way that they that they're trying to make money is by like trying to hurt more people by bringing the war yeah. but they don't care about that someone uh someone under the username the millennium pod um yes. they brought up the war profiteering theme in the last jedi yeah and that ties directly to what you're saying how exactly. all of those people are always forgotten it's just people always think about like the benefits to them and I guess there is a way of being like, oh, glass half full type of thinking. But the glass half empty should not be people's lives. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. It's very dark. It was a lot heavier than I remembered it being. And then I watched it today. And I see, like, the smoke surrounding Coruscant. And I was just like, holy shit. This looks like what I just saw in the news today. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was very hard to see i was just watching the news and then i was kind of like you know what maybe star wars for some escapism no (laughs) (laughs) no nope no not today not today not the name should have given me a a hint Uh, at that um hannah what were what were your thoughts on the whole banking clan besides scummy I just think that's like I said, it's just shaggy, you know, like and like I like that comment of the last Jedi because I'm I'm in the camp of in 10 years. We're all going to love the last Jedi and worship it like we do the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that theme of in the in the last Jedi of don't join because everyone benefits from both sides monetarily and the people on the bottom are just left, you know, left to dust. And it really it really sucks for Pat may like have that moment where she's like, oh my God, like my, you know, assist, my aide is affected by all of this. And they're, these guys in charge are just like, they don't care about the people, do they? They don't, that's, you know, that's part of it. It, it really, really, it's a weird lesson to have to learn, you know, that the people that you work with don't actually care. Um, that's really messed up. No. Yeah. And that, 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 like, like I said, this whole arc really hits home. Um, so we go from that conversation from the Senate building, uh, into, uh, Padme asks Anakin, so Anakin shows up 
uh, following uh, Padme. And I swear, and this is like, behind them too. Yeah, and Ahsoka's behind them too. But like, this is the best interaction, and it gives me flashbacks to a lot of things in like that we that we will see later on in the timeline. Um, Padme asks Anakin to talk to the Council uh, on to the Chancellor to, to get peace talks going. This conversation is way too familiar to Revenge of the Sith when they're on the balcony. Don't ask me to do that. Yeah, don't ask me to do that. It's like they've had, it's like they were like, okay, let's take that conversation and make it the second time that they've had this conversation. And it was just, it, the things that you see in this conversation alone is just, I could talk about that for hours. Um, Anakin refuses and Ahsoka asks why, uh, why not? Uh, they're Jedi after all. Like, why can't we do things? Like, we're the Jedi. We should be able to do whatever we want. Um, and Anakin, Anakin suggests that Padme take Ahsoka and teach her about politics. And she does take her, take her up on that, take him up on that offer. But she, she asks why they can't do it. And, and Anakin's response to simplifying to Ahsoka, um, that the war, the war started by the separatists. We're trying to end it. And we're trying to do, we're trying to bring order, which is a big Big, big, a a big, not red flag. It shouldn't be a red flag. It a should no -no. just be a no no because <laughs> because if you it, because if you think about it, the Jedi are peacekeepers. They want to bring balance or peace. The comment is too much like is too much Empire esque. He wants to bring order. Why? Not very many Jedi are saying we're going to bring order to the galaxy. We're going to. Mm -hmm. They say we're going to bring peace and balance. Um, Padme comes back and says she after he says the order um, comment she says um, maybe you aren't the, the right person to talk to the council anyway come on Ahsoka and I, love that. I, and, and I what what were your guys' thoughts on, on that whole conversation oh. it's reminiscent <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been to this that's kind of what I got from it I like I like all the Padme and Anakin interactions because, like, the only interactions we've really gotten with them is when Anakin's, like, this little blubbering simp when he's, like, 19, and then the other interactions we've gotten are when he's, like, his life is literally falling apart, and she's, you know, her life is falling apart, and they're both very distant. Um, but I, I like those interactions. They have a great little, like, they have great chemistry, so their one-off, you know, conversations are quite funny. Um and I, I like how quick she is with, you know, oh, I'll teach Ahsoka because, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I really like the interaction a lot. It's nice to see that side of, of the two of them. But yeah, everything Anakin's saying is kind of like, ooh, not necessarily like red flags, but like orange flags. Like we're getting into the red zone, but not quite yet. Like it's not like tangerine. Almost a touchdown. Yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. Like, kind of, but not like, oh, that's not great. You have a little ways to go before you actually get there, but that's not, that's not great. No. Yeah, and I find it so interesting that Ahsoka doesn't really have an opinion on the negotiations because she's just like, uh, I don't know politics. I don't care. I mean, she's also so young, though. Like, you know, yeah. when you were 14, I'm sure none of us really understood, like, the war that was going on at the time we were 14. Or yeah. right? no. I certainly didn't until I was late into high school, almost my 20s. So, like, uh, I don't know. I, I I don't blame her for being like, I don't care, nor do I understand. I just I just work here, man. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, look at her then... master, like, 
Anakin is is couldn't care less about politics, and he's like, yeah. screw exactly. politics. Like we are doing the right thing. Period. He's so black and white about it. So thus, it makes sense that Ahsoka would also have a similar perspective and be like, oh, I don't like understand all of this like banking deregulation, interest rates. Screw that. The separatists are bad. We just have to stop them because like that's what Anakin's taught her. And I and I love the scene because it makes me think of Mortis and how when the force goes to Ahsoka says to her, like you have darkness in you placed by your master. Mm-hmm. And it's like Ahsoka thankfully had mentors like Padme and, and other people to be able to help her not have just Anakin's voice in her head all the time. Because if, 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 I mean, if Ahsoka had kept this perspective for the rest of her life, she would not, I don't think she would have become fulcrum. I don't think she would have been helping the rebellion. There's like a lot of things that wouldn't have been, who knows if she would have even survived, you know, she might not have even, she might've gone back with the order and then have been lost in order to be six. So I think that, yeah, it's like, I love the scene because you see Anakin and Padme's different approaches to pursuing peace. Mm-hmm. And then also you see, the path that Ahsoka could have been going down, but thanks to Padme's influence, she starts going other directions or yes. has a uh, more of a mind. I love that. Um, I also, I kind of brought a connection to the lightsaber lost episode. At mm-hmm. one point, <laughs> Ahsoka falls flat onto a billboard or a hollow board. I don't yeah, know of Palpatine. <laughs> He's like, the Jedi did not create the Clone Wars to get control of the government. That is absurd. But, like, he's the one that created the Clone Wars <laughs> yeah. to get control of the government. But he is using the Jedi as a way to enforce these laws and to enforce order, so to say. Again, very familiar to recent <laughs> events. Um, but just, like... I don't know, in a way, sometimes people are young and they go into these things expecting to enforce peace or justice. But this reminds me of like something that my sociology professor said once where people always say that like peace and justice are like intertwined, but can you really achieve justice without violence? violence is always involved and it's something that is like with the way that like our society is established like it's ingrained in it and it's hard to escape that with our very stubborn ways Mm -hmm. um and I think that's just that is the way that like Anakin saw things we definitely like (laughs) him uh beating uh a person to get information out of them like that was the example that he set for ahsoka Mm -hmm. and you know we see a lot of anakin in ahsoka but i love the point that camilla brings up how of padme's impact on ahsoka but also like i think it sheds light onto the whole concept that like even though like they, I guess people say, like, metaphorically, like, the Jedi were blind. It was right in their face. But, like, in this episode, it was literally in front of her face. And she just didn't see it. She was too distracted by her own objective to retrieve her lightsaber and her weapon and to continue fighting. <laughs> don't don't lose it. It's your life. Don't lose it. Yeah. I feel like that's me with my phone. <laughs> but it's like, this is your life. 
don't lose it. But it's actually true. Um, Ken, what are, what are your thoughts? Hi. So I have like two, like kind of like with Anakin, with like, and Padme and Ahsoka and Padme. But what I think so interesting is like when Anakin is like saying like Padme is like the person to teach you about politics because like I couldn't agree more because it's interesting in like that interaction because he's basically like the separatists are wrong the republic's right and we're fighting because we're on the right side and I just kind of feel like that's what Anakin's been told and he's kind of not questioning and he's like okay but I think Padme and she kind of does say this um I know in Revenge of the Sith and I'm blinking throughout Clone Wars if she does but she's like do we know that the side we're fighting on is like the correct one because she and I'd argue like Bail Organa are like two people that are like, we just want peace and we want what's best for everyone. And so I think it's interesting because when she's, you know, meeting with Mina and everything and bringing Ahsoka, it's not like you need to think my way, her way, whoever. It's like, just know that there's like, this is a very complex issue. And there's like more than just like, they're right. Like, we're, like, we're right, you're wrong, whatever. And I just think that was really like, because again like talking about how young Ahsoka is I think Anakin is was just very like this is what we do we follow it blindly whatever and Padme I think it's kind of cool she opens Ahsoka's eyes to like a lot of issues like there's a lot of gray area to stuff like this and I think meeting Nina and um Lux. her son Lux yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. it's just it, it it brings kind of like I think also to like humanity to the other side because I think in a conflict like this it's so common to like just demonize the other side when in reality like again like Lux is about like her age and whatever like so I just found that really interesting and I also really love because as we know Padme and Anakin didn't get to raise Luke and Leia so I like that but, um, we kind of see a little bit of like Padme being kind of like a mother figure big sister figure to Ahsoka I really love that we get that throughout Clone Wars and we kind of see it uh here so yeah I just I think I really do like this like episode and I think both even though it's like separate interactions they're kind of intertwined with that but yeah it is just I just I thoroughly loved re-watching this episode to like talk about because I was like it is one of my favorites so yeah I I like and here's the other thing not not to jump too far in the in the in the future but like what I want to see in the Ahsoka show is her meeting Leia and like having the conversation of like you're so much like your mother <clears throat> just how we said to Luke uh, you're so much like your father. Like I, I need that in my blood. Do you want right us to now? cry, Luke? <laughs> I, I mean, but it's we Dave... can make it happen. We can make it happen. It's yeah, Dave. Can. It's Dave freaking Filoni. I, I do we? I we got Order sixty six. Kenna was there when we watched it. Like, yeah. like that. That was that. That's. I mean, it don't surprise me. Like, I, I just think it would be a full circle thing if she met both of the children, because like. He she does have that connection with both Ahsoka and no not not Ahsoka but has the connection with Anakin and Padme, and I just think it would be. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just twenty five dollars and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. 
Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is the source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com slash holiday. Just so nice to see that. Mm -hmm. It hurt a lot, though. It would. It would, but I would be losing my damn mind. Like, holy shit, they're doing this. You know? Maybe Dave just... Filoni's watching this and frantically making rewrites and rescheduling. Yeah. I'm just like, why are there, why is there, with all of the influence Padme had in the prequel trilogy, why is she just erased from I everything love what else? You said on because, because I think on purpose, that. though. Like, he, when she passed, he purposely was like, she was just a senator, nothing important, you know, died, clone wars, so, I don't know, nothing I happened. Do. So that people wouldn't be like, this, this they wouldn't put the dots together because it was so obvious. Yeah, that like she she created the rebellion, she created the League of the something thousand and things like that. Like League she was so important. Ray Organa did teach Leia about Padme. They had a statue of her in like their backyard where she'd be like, "Oh yes, this is Padme. She was one of your dad's friends. Great lady." Yeah, it's like, it. like it's like I understand why like I, I, like Vanessa mentioned, I tweeted about this yesterday that like it makes sense that like on a galaxy wide perspective, we wouldn't have mentions of Padme because she's so revolutionary that her ideals could be used to stoke rebellions and her image. I mean, we see it with the Amidalans um, in, in the later comics. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just like, it totally makes sense that there are like not really any records of her. I just like, I, that scene when Bale and me and excuse me, not Mina um, and Mon Mothma are together in Rogue One, like, (sighs) no mention of Padme and I like I like it I just it kills me whenever I see them together because I'm like they're bestie they're like they're united with Padme and and like other little things like that even even in the sequel trilogy like beyond after they defeated the Empire like where's Padme (laughs) so like and here's the thing like Palpatine erases her for for the, the the knowledge because that is the one person that he that he was one of two people that he feared the most uh because she she was revolutionary she was starting starting things and and, and he knew that she was going to be an issue hence why i still think she didn't die necessarily die of a broken heart i think palpatine used the force to take her life force from her and to put it into 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 anakin as you know what i noticed that's such that would such be such a freaking kick in kick in the nuts, to be honest. Like, let's think about that. Like, Anakin has is able to keep a lot is able to be kept alive because of the life force he that Palpatine took from Padme. You know what I just noticed? What? So in episode nine, when Palpatine's talking to General Pride, he's like the princess of Alderaan has disrupted my plans. Yeah, I, I made wish a video it was about the queen that. of Naboo has disrupted my plans. <laughs> I made a video about that that was like, the stormy, you look like mommy, baby. Because like, like The a, daughter did it. The mom like, yeah. almost did it. Yeah, That's yeah. so funny. No, yeah. you're. It's just, it's... I, I wanted I, Padme to do it, but that's fine. <laughs> no, yeah. But I, I just, I, like I said, I love... I love the interaction in this episode. And then we cut to Dooku tells Grievous to basically send in the droids to get the whole plan started. And those droids, 
Like, I'm telling you, if they would have mass produced those droids, they probably would have won the war. Like, the CIS, like, and, and obviously Palpatine's like, we can't make them too strong. Like, we got to make this convincing. <laughs> but, like, Well, look, chill. you have to understand, like, this whole entire episode is about budget cuts. All right, buddy? <laughs> you can't just make as we, many as you we, want. We can't make any. And the separatists are fine with taking pay cuts. I don't care if you have gray hair and can shoot lightning out of your fingers. You need the money, okay? I guess. Char, go ahead and take the next one. Okay, so next thing we know is we go to Raxus, which is the home planet of Mina and Lux Bonteri. And we see we're in Ahsoka is surprised that Mina is part of the Separatist Alliance because she's like, wait, you're a separatist? And she was like, yeah, come on. And it's funny because Ahsoka has been um, taught that the Separatists are these evil people and and oh, this man. comes from a Did quote from too? huh what's that Am I, can you guys hear me yeah I can, yeah. Yeah. Can, can anybody he's frozen i can it's hear Luke, but he looks like he's deep in thought oh he's frozen okay i thought, I thought there was uh, something wrong with my mic well okay, y'all anyway. were frozen for a second and okay. now everything's fine so we all know that rax is, is um, controlled by the separatists and when we go there mina is a separatist and i think it's very interesting because this is a line in the revenge of the sith uh opening opening crawl it's there's heroes on both sides but we never really understood what that meant until now because ahsoka has always seen this war as black and white we've seen this we are told that the separatists are evil that the republic are good and we kind of have a general idea of like the reason why it's black and white is because Palpatine is doing this and the Jedi don't understand that there can be um, um, diplomacy and could be peace between the two, but they don't understand that. And I think one of the key moments from this part is when Ahsoka and Lux introduce themselves to each other. Cause right when Lux is like, here, let me take your bag. And then Ahsoka's like, huh, scoffs at him. Because she knows, because she knows they're separatists, so she's she's she just like by default hates them because that's what the Jedi are. That's what the Jedi are told to do, and and it's funny because when they meet in the backyard, um, and they're talking about how Lux says that the Jedi are you know are evil and they're crazy, and then Ahsoka's like, "Do I look crazy?" And then it like shows her whole body, and Lux is like, "No, not crazy." <laughs> I think it's like, and this is like the introduction to Lux Bonteri and Ahsoka Tano, by the way. And they have a lot of different uh, episodes together throughout Clone Wars, and and I think it's funny that Lux does the exact same thing. And he was like, "Well, uh, my friends told me that the um, the Jedi are bad," and he's like, "Well, all boys are the same." <laughs> I was yeah. like. Yeah. Go off. Um, yeah. And then and then Lux also persuades Ahsoka that the Separatists aren't that bad either because Lux is like, do I look like an evil guy? And it's like, she starts, she's, she's getting to understand that this war is more than just good and evil. Like, there's people that can stay neutral and also play certain parts of the war, but don't have to get involved where it will cause conflict rather yeah. than trying to create peace. And I find that to be an interesting twist to the Clone Wars because this was one of the main things we wanted to know is like what was going on on the outside like what was going to what were the neutral people doing in the war were they helping were they 
part of the Senate, but they weren't really like making any calls. But we find out that Mina Bontiri is the head of the the separatist Senate, and Duku and them are meet in the in the Senate room, and Duku proposes um, to have some sort of um, um, diplomacy between the republic and yeah and oh go ahead yeah yeah so to she does so but even before that padme and and in ahsoka have that little meeting in their own to get to raxis Mm -hmm. to get to raxis and uh like there were so many attack of the clones references in that meeting and and it's just like ahsoka's like why can't we do any of this like me and Master Skywalker have aggressive negotiations all the time. And and I, it, it's kind of funny because it shifts from Ahsoka to um to Padme. And there's kind of like a grin on her face. And she's like, I've heard that before. And I've said that before. That's interesting. Um, but uh, and it's so funny because we find out the Jedi have s- special security clearance to go to neutral worlds. Um, so like... Uh, Padme's like, we can use your Jedi, uh, your Jedi uh, ranking, and we can go to this place. Mm-hmm. And and she's like, all right, why don't why don't we do that? Um, so when they they end up leaving, anybody got thoughts on that scene between Ahsoka and Padme before we jump into the Lux and then the Mina stuff? Yeah, I'll, I'll dive in the, the Lux and Mina stuff. And, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Anybody? I was just what I really love about it is like because like I whenever I watch Clone Wars I'm like Ahsoka and Obi-Wan like definitely know about Anakin and Padme and I think like this episode when like Ahsoka's dropping just these little like oh aggressive negotiations and all this stuff I'm like I just I love because it's like to me I'm like oh Anakin talks about Padme and like and I just like I think it's super I don't know I just I love like these little interactions and that's why I liked with like Clone Wars and like stuff like that is like it even though it's again a very serious like topic and again especially with like what's going on in the world right now but like we have these cute moments that I think just are like I don't know I just it's so precious and I also love in this interact or like when they're going to go or whatever and um so it's like do you want me to use my privilege like to do this and Padme's like well like you don't have to and she's like oh no I'm totally in like I'm ready um or whatever. I, I think it's so cute. And I just like, I really love seeing their relationship. And I already said that, but like, I have to say it again. No, yeah. Yeah. It makes me sad because like, I like to think about, oh, Leia would have loved to have Padme as mom who like, you know, knows all about this stuff. And I don't know if anyone here has read the um, Prince Leia, Princess of Alderaan book, which is yes. a great read. Yep. Yes. But she has little moments in there where she's like, oh, I wish I could like talk to someone about this. Or I wish I had like known about this. And you know, she has a conversation like like just like Ahsoka's with someone else in that book. I forgot who. And I'm like, oh man, that well, would have been nice. But... Well, Panaka, that part with Panaka and Oh my god, that part ooh, still gives me chills whenever like I think about it. It's oh it's crazy. Especially after happens. you read especially after you read the well, at least Queen Sh- from what I've read of Queen Shadow. It's yeah, yeah. That, it's that crazy. whole dynamic between Padme and Panaka is interesting. It's very interesting because they, they're like, you know, they're buddies in the screen time they've had together. He's actually in this episode, too. But, like, you know, it's crazy to see the behind the scenes and look a little more into it, especially he becomes a moth in the Empire. 
Which, yeah. Who would have thought? I didn't think that like one of Padme's close buggies would turn into that, but you know, mm-hmm. from all the other books, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in that in that specific book, just to give a little more context, um, Leia and her friend go to um, they go to Naboo for whatever reason I don't remember, um, and. They're like, okay, well, you need to dress in like the traditional dress in order to meet with the moth because that's just how we roll here on Naboo. It's Padme's planet. It makes sense. Um, and she's like, okay. And she puts on that white dress from the end of The Phantom Menace. And she looks dressed like Padme. And it's crazy. And she and her friend are like walking up to Captain Panaka's, like, whatever. And he's like, hi. Hmm something's a little bit off here and he starts like quizzing her about like you're adopted right and she's like yeah and he's like who who adopted you and she's like or who are your like birth parents and she's like i don't know i don't really care that much and he's like you've never been cured you're like he's just kind of grilling her for no reason mm-hmm. and then she just you know is like that was that was strange and then he's about to call palpatine and then saw Guerrera, who pops in as he does mm-hmm blows up the the castle where he lives yeah yeah pretty crazy stuff crazy camilla your thoughts on that whole back and forth between padme and ahsoka padme's a jedi padme's more jedi than anybody else i agree ari um who i don't know are still in the chat but ari is at the millennium pod um who who you mentioned earlier but ari has talked about there's a um there's a line that talks about in, and I think it's in the rising storm that um, and she's made a video on it. So go, go check it out. But it, it talks about seeing darkness and not, not giving up on darkness. And I mean, that's whole Padme's whole thing. And, and this uh, rewatching this arc, I was like, man, this chick is a Jedi because she's talking more about negotiation than the Jedi are talking about negotiation. She's talking about actually doing work and going to neutral, like going doing the work to go to places that the Jedi weren't going to try and bring about peace. And the Jedi are like, we're all about being peacemakers and peacekeepers and bringing peace. And it's like, y'all, what are you doing? You're just fighting a war. What else are you doing? And it's like, I thought y'all were about negotiations and, and trying to, I mean, you see at the beginning of the Phantom Menace, like that's, that's what, that's something that they're doing. And, and nobody's doing that. Like Padme is doing that. So yeah, that's, that's my favorite part about, this scene specifically is that like Padme is like, no, I'm going to do the work to bring about peace and I'm doing more than the Jedi order are doing. And yeah. Vanessa. Um, I'm trying to remember the character's name of the woman that they're visiting. It's slipping my Mina, mind. Right Mina Bonteri. Yes. So I knew that it wasn't Julie Andrews. But I but thought I, to myself, literally, exactly like Julie Andrews. So I had to look up the actress, and then it said that she was in Santa Claus Two with Tim Allen. I was like, Oh my god, <laughs> how do I not recognize her? She voiced Chet, the reindeer, the one that kept going. Oh, da, da. <laughs> I was like, why did Amazing. What is she? Whatever. It was just the Julie Andrews association. I had it had nothing to do with the reindeer. But I thought that was a very funny discovery in light of a pretty That's heavy awesome. episode. That's so awesome. it, <laughs> it was I funny. love it. That's what I'm here for. Um, <laughs> but so then we get the shot of Grievous ensuring. So Dooku and 
I'm no, the 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 Senates aren't there. It's just Dooku and Grievous, and he's like, uh, our constituents in the in the Republic need, we need to make this happen." And Grievous is like, "They'll do their jobs for once. Come on, give them credit." It's like the one time Grievous doesn't bash a droid in the entire show, so that's a plus. That's a win for the droids. <laughs> um, and then we cut to Padme and Ahsoka, obviously landing on Raxus. Uh, Mina Bonteri and Ahsoka have that nice back and forth of, oh, didn't didn't the Separatists start the war? And then you get the perspective of of the, of Mina, which is so so interesting mm-hmm. because. Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson razor. Henson razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ahsoka really has never had any interaction with a senator that is a separatist and not a war general or, or or droids or anything like that. So that part of the conversation, I think, is very, very interesting. The luck stuff is also interesting as well. Don't get me wrong. But like the fact that Mina is able to break it down and and basically say, well, here's this perspective on the opposite side and Ahsoka's like oh I-, I mean I don't agree with it but I can see your point um anybody's thoughts on the Mina and Ahsoka um uh conversation yeah I do and just continuing off of what I was saying earlier too when Mina tells Ahsoka that her husband died on uh Aganor, um from clones it gives you a perspective of that what if Ahsoka was in a separatist's, um, like a separatist citizen's shoes? Like, just just understand, like, just because, like, you understand that the separatists are evil and that if they attack or that if you attack them, it's okay. But if they attack someone else, it's bad. But at the same time, you have to understand from a certain point of view that the Republic attacking the citizens of the separatists is kind of the same as being attacked by the republic so it's like no yeah absolutely um camilla thoughts on mina because i've talked to you about mina pretty much all day today and i can't stop she is like low-key like in queen shadow she's just like i i'm just like girl if you could have been on the opposite side like we could have we could have done so much done so much well, I mean, it's, but that's the whole thing is that like, not on the opposite side is it's, I mean, both at the end of the day, both sides are going to lose no matter what, because yes. of who's manipulating the war. And so it's, I don't think it's a matter of like, if she had been with the Republic, I think things still would have gone the way they went. Pal- Palpatine and Duke just would have been manipulating different people. But what I love, I mean, it's just the, one of the reasons why I just love this arc so much is that it's just like, it's women getting it done when like men can't. And it, <laughs> and it's, and it's, this arc is about like, Oh, violence, violence, war, war. We gotta, we gotta fight. We gotta fight. We gotta get more clones. We gotta get more clones. And these women are like, 
stop with the fighting. Like we need to negotiate. We need to talk. We need to sit down. We need to talk about peace. We need to listen to each other. We need to hear each other. And I think that's often what you see with like women throughout Star Wars and just like women in general is that there's a, when they use their voices, that they're often voices of hope, that they're, they're instruments of hope, but they're instruments of hope through words and through voices and and the fact that these women are on opposite sides and they have opposite perspectives about Dooku and they have opposite perspectives about the way government should be run and all of these things but they're both on the side of peace and I think that's I think I feel like Mina says that at one point it's just like it's just it's so powerful and it just it like it means the world to me to see these women being like we are going to get it done when these men aren't getting it done and and we're not going to do it in the way that that everyone is yelling at us to do it we're going to do it differently and and it surprises everyone mm-hmm. and and they almost i mean they almost succeed they're so close they do it from a certain point of view but yes. yeah very well said very well said my friend yeah. very well said anybody else got anything to add on that what i think is interesting with like that um the interaction with Mina and Ahsoka is I think it at least in my opinion like it really changes things for Ahsoka too and she learns that like Mina's was Padme's mentor because I mean I think that also adds again more just like nuance to this conflict because like we see Padme and Mina both again like like Camilla Camilla said like like we just want peace like we want to work towards peace regardless of our differing opinions and I so I think that like I also really liked seeing that, like, you know, like, it, it really was, like, the women being, like, our differences don't matter, like, because we are after the same goal, and we want to see, like, a better, like, you know, place for people, and so I just, like, I also just found that interesting, too, again, because I, I can't remember if they, they pan to Ahsoka at all, like, the camera or not, but I just, in my opinion, too, I feel that also aided in her kind of being, like, oh, it's not, like, all bad people because this person like kind of taught and instructed Padme and made or helped make Padme into you know the person we all know and love so I just also think that's kind of interesting um adding that in for Ahsoka because it's not just like oh an old friend of Padme's it's like no like someone who means like the world to Padme so oh yeah absolutely Vanessa my dog is peeking her ears right now because I have there's someone yelling outside um, <laughs> and they're nosy nosy bitches um, <laughs> but anyway I do appreciate um, I had to step away for a second but I caught the end of what Camilla was saying of how the women are listening to, to each other and actually want to hear one another um i'm not sure if you said this because i did miss it but i think there's also something to say about women understanding what it is like to not be heard and to be shunned and dismissed um but there is also something to say about um people are more likely to listen to or to want to be convinced by people that they admire even if it's someone that like they may not agree with in the end the fact that they have like this previous relationship and want to listen to one another or like come to an understanding i find that really special i feel like 
most of the time those sorts of like relationships and that trust that is established is often in like a parasocial setting now with people and like internet celebrities or politicians people just see a person and think like oh wow they're such a good speaker (laughs) um or they're so well-spoken or their ideas are so eloquent whatever it may be um or on the other end of the stick this person talks fast so they must be smart um (laughs) but not the truth i speak fast and i'm not very smart we'll just say that that's that's not if you know you know oh yeah Uh Mm -hmm. oh yeah but yeah i i do i did like that part of the episode and even though i i like the line where padme is like oh i forgot that you like him (laughs) when she's talking about dooku it's like oh um but yeah it's it's just a really cool thing it even though like it is for kids and like i watch this episode as a kid and like it did it didn't mean as much to me then as it does now like now that there's so many layers and like there's so many things to talk about i saw this thing on twitter saying that like history repeats itself because everyone that learned from it died <laughs> it's like no yeah, yeah that's, that's true that's very it's accurate. so it's so true uh like people hate on history in high school and like in in college but it's like it's important because history does repeat itself we're seeing it right now like there's parallels and and people just don't it, it's so funny because i heard sam elliott which is funny he's talking about 1883 his show 1883 and it was for the washington post and he said it's so interesting because we as human don't uh we, we don't we don't take the signs we keep messing up and we keep doing the things the wrong way and it's funny to think like when it, it makes you think, when are we going to start making the right decisions as, as a, as a society? Yeah. Um, and maybe we never will, which is the scary yeah. part. People always talk about like the younger population. Wait, I see your mouth moving. Are you done speaking? Me? I yeah. think it looks good. I think it looks okay. good. No. Yeah. I, <laughs> your I mic is be, good. Your I camera must... is being weird. Gotcha. Oh, no, <laughs> I think okay. he's done there. He should stop. Um, but yeah, people always talk about like, oh, what the younger population is being influenced to the right side or whatever. But I think that also has to, there's a lot to say about like echo chambers as well. And like Anakin was in an echo chamber and Ahsoka was like a part of that as well. And I think it's very cool that like Padme kind of took her out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they both approached it like very respectfully and I think it's something that like we can learn from in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you mean there. Mm-hmm. Hannah? Luke, are you, are you, are you good now or? I think I, it, am I you're, catching you're, up? You're standing still while talking. It's pretty impressive. I don't know how you do it. You should be a good puppeteer. <laughs> a ventriloquist? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, I think I might just turn off my camera. There we go. We'll just do that. Um, but Hannah, your thoughts? Honestly, the same as all the above. It's it's just it's just very fascinating the the allegories and stuff between real life and war and things like that. And you know, and a kids show from the early two thousands, which is crazy. 
Um, but yeah, I like I like strong women talking to each other about something that's not related to men. I'm a big I'm a big fan of the Bechdel test personally. Um, but yeah, I I really enjoy that we see Padme talking to someone about a topic that they don't agree on. But they're both equally intelligent in it so they can realize in each other we still have our agreements on other things it's just this one thing this one person specifically that we just don't really see eye to eye on and i like the thing about ahsoka because i always wondered like because i watched rebels when i was when it came out so i was significantly older than when i saw her in clone wars um but yeah i always found it interesting i was like oh my gosh ahsoka was so like into the jedi order and into like anakin's whatever like you know this is it's not shocking because she was always the good guy or whatever but like i was always curious about what what made her want to be part of the rebellion so badly and have such a vital role in it you know mm-hmm. um and honestly it's this it's this whole arc that shows her like you know that there are more sides to things nothing is black and white especially in in you know star wars but in in the real world too nothing's black and white Mm-hmm. yeah and i find that uh, ahsoka is able to find that gray area and no that does not mean that she's a gray jedi she's not a gray jedi no, gray jedi no, don't exist but she's able to find that area that that fine line between um understanding both sides but willing to know which side you should fight on it's mm-hmm. like i don't know it's it's a it's a it's a weird lesson that's not really understood when it comes to war um mm-hmm about understanding both sides of the spectrum because like you could you could be you know fully aligned with this side but not really understand the other side's motive or like the people that are in it and you know you may see them as like terrible people you but that's what ahsoka's been through like she's a jedi she's taught that the the separatists are are terrorists they're killers and they're corrupt um and but when you get to see that different side of the separatist alliance, it teaches her that yeah, there could be good on both sides too, and that's the whole premise of this episode titled "Heroes on Both Sides." Yep, absolutely. Look, I know you got really good, uh, um, a good PFP, but I want to see your face. Uh, that I don't think that's happening, but that's okay. Everybody I I knows. Everybody knows what I look. I like. I see your pose. Don't make me General Kenobi. You. Uh, it is cool. But anyway, um, so the droids show up on Coruscant and they're perfectly disguised as cleaning droids. Because why wouldn't the clones ever think we got to see identification? They like basically Jedi mind trick the clones, basically. Um, but yeah, those on, those yeah. sweeper droids are uh, are something else. Because when <laughs> when I first saw them, I was like, okay, that's no not no big deal, no big deal. And then um, when you uh see what uh grievous is pulling in the background you're like oh okay i see what's going on here <laughs> you can go ahead um uh so then back on raxis uh soka gets fresh air she talks to she runs into lex oh yeah and lux by the way he gives off mr darcy um pride and prejudice he looks like pride and prejudice like he's from yes. pride and prejudice yeah which by the way i hadn't seen Wait, before who? valentine's day Lux, he has the whole like get up of like he would fit in Pride and Prejudice. Hundred percent, yes. Like, am I wrong, (laughs) Camilla? No, not at all. I mean, I mean, he's not Mr. Darcy though. Let's just okay. Maybe not Mr. Darcy. (laughs) 
<laughs> but he, he he fits he fits in that 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 like yeah, costume that, right? the, like yes. mm-hmm. yeah. that's that's true that's true that's true and um, also before before you continue luca i just want to no, say because i because at the end of the uh at, at the end of the show i have my three interesting facts about the the whole arc and one fact about those little sweeper droids is that on the side of the droid it says CSD, which stands for Coruscant Sanitation Department, and uh, uh, I think that's like a a that little so funny, funny thing that's on the droid. And I don't. At first, I thought the droids were like super cute. They're like just rolling and just being like ah, and then they just yeah. were like, um, the generator is that way, and I'm like, <laughs> they're like okay, and then they just turn. <laughs> but um. Yeah, obviously they uh, had a way bigger purpose than I thought they did. No, yeah. So Beth's saying that he's Mr. Wickham. Um, that guy, kind of a scumbag. Not gonna not lie. Kind of hardcore. No, yeah, no, no. He is. He's a hardcore scumbag. Screw that guy. And and I feel like Lux doesn't deserve Mr. Wickham. I just feel like he deserves some. He's in Pride and Prejudice. Like he could be in Pride and Prejudice. But anyway. Um, we kind of discussed Padme telling Mina about the situation with the Republic and Mina saying, oh, it's the same as, as what we're dealing with as well. Um, and Padme asked her to put a motion on, on the separatist Senate floor to get peace talk started. And Mina says, states that sh- that will try. Um, still standing is a podcast of hope. My name is Allie Patterson and I am your host. On this podcast, you're going to hear stories from people who have encountered a living God and found help and hope in their real life. No matter what your life is like right now or what you think of God, I hope you hear stories like yours, and I hope you walk away thinking there's hope for me too. Everyone on this podcast would gladly say it's because of Jesus that I am still standing. Come find out why. When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. We get a shot of the actual Separatist Senate, which is very interesting because it's very much like the whole layout like reminds me of the British court, like the, the British um uh Parliament. Um, parliament. It, it which looks is, like which parliament. is cool because it's actually called the Separatist Parliament. Parliament. Yeah, Separatist Parliament. Um, and Mina is talking and basically saying, hey, let's begin peace talks. Like, I have a source, which we already know is Padme, that that there are there have been that, that they want to uh, put out a, a, a peace offering. And like you see people from the Separatist Alliance that agree with her. Which is so interesting because you always we always get one side of the story in these last two and a half seasons that the separatists think one way when that's not really that that's not really true. So Dooku is like, uh, everybody say yay if you want it, nay if you don't. The yays have it. Which, by the way, the entire time Dooku's got to be thinking, fuck, fuck, like this is not gonna be okay. Like Palps is not gonna love this. And the motion does pass. Um, then we get the banking. So we get the senators of the Republic. And Dooku is, like, assuring them that this won't go through. It won't go through. And and we, if you've seen this arc before, it's really heartbreaking because, like, what happens to Mina, it just is, it's, it's the worst. Um, and I think it's so scummy because back to what Ken was saying earlier, that the banking clan says 
we don't do in business. We don't do in violence. We do in business, and they don't. They're like, we need this violence to happen so that our business yeah. Well, they're going. like, well, our business is violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Mina and Padme are both hopeful that the peace talks be- will begin and the war will be over. This is the last time that Padme ever sees Mina Bonteri. F in the chat for uh, Mina Bonteri. Um, Padme should have said anything to my guy Palps. Yeah, but we all know what was going to go down there. Padme should have been yeah. watching the movie or watching yeah, the show. Yeah, come, come on, come on, should have known. Um, and then uh, but but on a lighter note, Ahsoka and Lux will meet again, so that is a silver lining in this whole situation. And you do see Lux later on in a specific novel. I'm yes. not going to say which one. Yes. Because yes. that would be kind of spoilers, yes. but yes, yeah, be hardcore spoilers. Yeah, hardcore yeah. spoilers. Um, uh, thoughts on the Senate of how like the Separatist Senate works and how it's laid out. Anybody got anything to add on that? I think it's so cool how like not so spacey it is because it's very like the the Coruscant or like you know the Republic Senate is so like they got those floating discs that look like Mentos or something and you have like, <laughs> the center. I do it though, right? Yeah. Palpatine like, in the center and like a big echoing voice and there's screens. It's a whole big deal. And meanwhile, the Separatists like they kind of like it reminded me a little bit of the Rebellion, just a little bit because it's very like ragtag, kind of thrown together, but with clearly some funding. Whereas mm-hmm. the Rebellion does not have that, but like it seems like it was very, you know, they had to create this in the past, like what couple of years, like four or five years, they had to make a whole parliament kind of thing. Like I thought that was so interesting. That's just the look of it. Um, I think that the way that they do things is very similar, clearly. I think that's just how everyone does it in the galaxy. But mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't look that different. Like the things that they're saying, the things that they're talking about, the way that they like they the manner in which they speak in the sen- in both senates are so fascinating because it's so similar. But also like you you, ha- you have to like remind yourself, wait, these are the guys that Anakin's fighting with all of his you know Jedi buggies, and these are the bad guys supposedly. But y'all seem like the same people, just like in a different colored room. The bag, yeah. exactly. Yeah, the bag. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, that's all I got. There was Anybody? one thing. <laughs> there was oh. one thing I noticed. I'll be very quick. When they're like, "Who agrees? Who disagrees?" And then they're, Duku is like on a hologram. I don't know yeah. how they like measure this out, but people say I or whatever, and he's like, "Sounds like." We're going with I. Literally, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how because there's no way for them to like cast a vote and like digitally for him to just get it in that matter of seconds. It sounded like in like I don't know those like amateur talent shows and they're like the person who gets the most cheers wins. Like, but to me, like yeah. I was listening, I was like, it doesn't sound. It sounded like an equal amount of people. Yeah, whatever. That was like my little, not even a nitpick. I laughed at it. This is the fact that the old, the the one guy who was like more vocal for the day, like I the alien that he looks like was like a mixture of a mole's head and like a giraffe a giraffe's neck, yeah. just like just like a or a caterpillar. That's a better thing, a caterpillar. Just like he's like no, and I'm just like, dude, I can't take you seriously. No and wonder man, you, no and, wonder and, you lost. You weren't loud enough, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to change the topic for a second. Hey, for all of you in the chat trying to spell the alphabet, you guys are terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No thanks. Oh my goodness. God. 
Um, any other thoughts, Camilla? Ken, on, on Ken, you uh, were gonna say something, so you should speak. Yeah, I was just gonna say what I thought was um really interesting with seeing like the separatist parliament was like um from the interactions we've seen, they seem far more open to peace talks. Yeah, and so I just find it so interesting that they're the bad guys and like these like you know horrible people when like when a talk of peace is brought up they're like oh absolutely like or like you know very excited about it and just like wanting the war to end so i just think it's so interesting that the good guys are the ones that are like oh our business is violence we need this war for money for this and then the bad guys at least from what we're seeing of them are like wanting to negotiate so it just makes me really sad that like for what happens um later um with the talk of peace but yeah I just thought that was interesting that's why I really liked seeing like their kind of system um and I'm glad you mentioned it Luke because I was like what does this look like and it is the British parliament like that or like the UK parliament like that's what it looks like so I was trying to think the I was like bridge, what does this yeah. look like but um yeah I just thought it was really cool to see kind of again like just more about their um beliefs and like more of how their system kind of runs as well mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I love that I like yeah going off of that I did totally agree with that and and like I love I it it's I I love the line from Mina says something about coexisting and mm-hmm. and finding peace to coexist and I think we can look at this arc and be like, oh, it's a matter of finding peace so that the Republic can become one again. It's like, that's not what the separatists want. It's like, we want peace. We don't want to rejoin the Republic, but can we still find peace in in our different views and our different opinions? Like, is there a world where, is there a galaxy where the Republic can exist and the separatists can exist, but there can be peace mm-hmm. between the two of them? And, and I feel like that's like such a radical idea that the that the specifically the Senate is like oh there has to be war and we have mm-hmm. to unless you guys come back and join the Republic there's no way that there can be peace between the two of us but Mina is like there's a world where we could coexist in our different opinions and you see that with Padme and and Mina Bonteri being the the like the voices for those two opposite sides having different opinions but still coexisting and still working together. So I, I like I really love that line that she says. Yeah, and it's crazy because a lot of the times throughout this episode, you get the feel that oh, if you're you're either with us or against us, it's ah, like, that's how it is. Hear that from like you hear that all the time in the Senate, like when Padme's talking about um about the um about oh, the yeah. funds being um what Vanessa? No, 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 uh, she. I don't know if you're referring to the same thing where she refers to like having separatist friends and they're like, she's a traitor. Yeah. And the guy's like, whose side are you on? Yeah. It's either you're on one or the other. There's no safe haven in between. Like there's no neutrality in this war, which I find it to be. Well, there is. It's on Mandalore. (laughs) Yeah. Which I mean, just wait 20 years and it'll be. uh... (laughs) Quite well. But it's like, it's weird how they because Ahsoka just doesn't understand that like there's there's a side of the separatists where they want peace and she's always seen them as these 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 pain in the asses essentially but they want to find a they they want to find a um a difference between the two and also want to find a similarity that they can negotiate 
they can find peace they don't have to fight and everything can work out on their own and the whole senate the whole galaxy is just so corrupted by this war and and it's kind of funny because the the initial title for this episode was supposed to be banking conspiracy but i mean obviously that changed for heroes on both sides because i felt like that was more fitting but it's like you have to understand that the heroes on the both sides thing means that yes there are bad guys and there are bad guys on the good side it all depends on your perspective on what side you're on and also what you want to gain from this war and whether or not you want anything from the war yep good one good 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 i agree yeah. Here he, yeah. here he. I am yeah. still freaking frozen and I'm it's really <laughs> frustrating me. Anyway. Louis, uh, yeah, stop looking at me like that. I'm sorry. I, I can't control this. Um, so Grievous gives the order to, to move with the phase two. The clones have no idea. Again, Padme tries to convince Palpatine that the separatists are ready to sue for peace. He says every single time that we have done this, uh they have they've swiped our hands away. Um, and she gets, she does persuade him, uh, the droids make their way to the power station and start taking out engineers like it's nothing. Um, and then they finally, oh yeah, just, they just go down. It's like Terminator style and they're just like, all right, got you, you're dead, you're dead. And it it was just like, like I said earlier, they could have won the war if they just had mass produced these, these droids. Um, like I said, uh, budget cuts. Yep. Uh, Padme and Bale persuade the Senate that there is no need to create more clones. Uh, right as they are about to do the vote, they the droids self-destruct uh, with the attack on uh, Coruscant. The, sen- the Senate de- uh, elects to deregulate the banks. Um, we then see a shot of Anakin and Ahsoka. Well, Anakin catching up to Ahsoka and Padme. And Padme's like, I can't believe this is happening. Uh, Anakin scolds both of them, saying that that it was very dangerous and reckless and that you have gone too far. Um, And that sounds sounds a lot... Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say, Vanessa. And (laughs) it's just like, again, Empire-esque. Pointing the finger, being like, this isn't how we do things. And that's how the episode ends. Yeah, and also, Luke, I find it funny that um, you're like, if they just mass produced these, they'd win the war. Imagine a whole group of Jedi facing a bunch of sanitation droids. <laughs> but they aren't sanitation <laughs> droids. They turn into badass droids. I like, know, they're Decepticons, about? whatever. But <laughs> um, but that's how uh, Heroes on Both Sides ends. Jar, give us the plot summary for Pursuit of, Pursuit of Peace. Peace. You everybody's, got it, man. Everybody's favorite. All right, this one's a bit longer, but I mean, it's doable. So here we go. Anything's doable. Why did I say that? Ready? Peace shattered. Once promising negotiations between the Republic and the Separatists are now in shambles following a droid suicide bombing on the capital city planet of Coruscant. As fear and anger prevail, the Senate overwhelmingly passes a bill to deregulate the banks, opening a gateway to additional troops and an increase in fighting. Good job, Char. Uh, so we start just right after, um, heroes on, heroes on both sides. The Senate is all up in arms about the separatists attacking Coruscant. Um, but then wanting to get, uh, to sue for peace, 
they're trying to make a they're trying to make a um they're trying to figure out why they would do this right um the discourse the senate is overwhelming and it hits it it really does hit too close to home um because again more real life stuff we're starting to see that um uh padme is accused of being a separatist like we talked about earlier um and they get a uh, a hollow of the count dooku and i love the fact palpatine plays it off and goes from our enemy count dooku and it's just like bro you're the enemy you are the enemy but nobody else knows that but the audience but anyway and then dooku informs that the republic was responsible for the death of mina bon terry and peace the peace talks have crumbled um thought on this whole scene started the uh, start of this episode a lot a lot lot to take in (laughs) a lot to take in um camilla my gosh this is my favorite episode (laughs) there you go um i love the first thing i love the i love I love that these two episodes are about like fear specifically and how to fight fear. And then the, the like header at the beginning of this episode is truth can strike down the specter of fear. And like, that's what we're seeing throughout is that like, there's so much fear from, from all of these senators and, and this fear is being stoked by lies that you see, especially like when Palpatine cues up Dooku um, and, and, and just all of the lies surrounding that. But I also, again, like, Seeing Padme's journey through these two episodes, uh, and especially this episode, I don't know if you guys—if I have it right here in front of me—but I don't know if anybody has the um, the Clone Wars anthology, Stories of Light and Dark. There are different. Um, what it does is it, it goes through different uh, episodes slash arcs, uh, um, and Padme's is this arc specifically, Padme's chapter. Um, and she talks a lot about in like this episode. It's titled "Pursuit of Peace" for this episode. Um, and throughout the chapter, you were getting more inside her head and how she's talking about like feeling inadequate and feeling like she's being attacked and feeling like she's always having to prove herself. And and no matter how hard she tries, people are not going to listen to her. And I mean, you see that throughout the episode in general, but especially at the beginning of this, like she's, she, she just that moment where everyone is yelling at her. It like, it hits so, it hits so hard because it's like, Again, the the fact that women are just not listened to so often when they're trying to speak truth and and they're not heard. Um, And then again, seeing her journey into getting to the point where she is at the end of the episode, the voice that is heard by everybody um, and seeing how far she comes. It's just like, it's such, it's such a powerful arc and to be able to see where it starts and to where it goes, I think is like, again, really powerful and I love it. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. 
Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Vanessa, Ken? Um, I have the E.K. Johnston Padme books. I just got them earlier this week. I'm like 100 pages into Queen's Shadow because of a doctor's appointments and waiting rooms. And you get you get a lot of free time <laughs> in waiting rooms. Um, but just, like, I just love how E.K. Johnson is able to recontextualize Padme as a character in general. Um, it hasn't been covered yet in what I've read, but I just always assumed that like Padme was not taken seriously as such a young ruler of a planet. Um, what mm. was she, 14 when yes. she first started? Yeah, that's extremely young. I that's- would not have been able to do that. I'm sure she was in education and, you know, prepared for the part but just in general like there is so much to learn I wouldn't trust myself a year ago to rule a planet let alone now (laughs) you know like I think um there's a lot where like when a woman is not being heard and when they're young and they have something to say but because they're being dismissed they blame it on their age and then later on I guess you could say like, oh, they just blame it on her. They assume she's ditzy because she has all these extravagant outfits. But those outfits actually like have a purpose. Like they're bulletproof and like that's so cool. Like they're for her safety. And like she's just such a smart person. And like she just, she keeps it to herself for her own benefit. But yeah, I just, I love what you said about how she was not being listened to. And then she is the one that is heard. And I hadn't thought about it that way. And now, like, it makes it so much more powerful. And I've always loved the speech at the end of this episode. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's so great. I wanted, I almost did a project on it for um, for school. But I just, I did it on something else. But I, I still see it as an opportunity. I think it's just, there's so many different, like, overlapping conversations to be had about, like, that speech and this episode and, just like what the politics of the Clone Wars mean in general. There's just so many things that go into it. And it's very cool to like talk about and flesh out again. Like it is a kid's show. And like as kids, like we, I guess some people might call this like a filler episode or something. But to me, like this <sighs> is the Clone Wars. Like this is yep. like one of my favorite episodes. It, even though like it is such a very heavy subject I guess like from my memory I, it just it brought so many thoughts to me like the last time that I watched it <laughs> but I guess in a way like it was something that was distant from me I just found it to be very interesting and for yeah a lot of conversations to be had but today rewatching it I it hurt to see that like there are yeah there's a lot 
No, yeah. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. And 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 people that call this call this arc filler don't understand what the what Star Wars is, in my opinion, because this is this is exactly what like this is the representation of what real life is and what real life politics is. You get a glimpse into real life politics in the Star Wars galaxy. There's not there's not much difference between uh, the government that we have now and the Republic that we see in the Clone Wars. It's very it's very divisive. Things aren't always not everybody's kumbaya. Everybody disagrees on on things, and that's just the way the, way the world works. Star Wars is it's supposed to be a long time ago in a galaxy far far away. It, but it's a lot closer to the real world than than a lot of us are are willing to admit. Um, Ken, any thoughts on on that whole thing? I mean, both Camilla and Vanessa just knocked it out of the park. It's kind of hard to say anything after those yeah, two. I was just I'm like I pretty much agree with everything that was said. I just like in terms of the start of the episode, to me, it really kind of just felt like almost like a like a witch hunt, or like a witch trial, when they're all just like going at Padme and it's just like to me it further emphasizes that they don't in my opinion want any gray area and we've talked about that already how Palpatine was just really wanted to create this like polarized kind of conflict and I just think you know we just really see like even though in my opinion and I just I think it's pretty correct that Padme is the voice of reason along with like a few other senators there but they just like don't want to hear because in creating a middle ground it's just like further I guess just opens a can of worms, if you will, or like Pandora's box. And so I just like, to me, just like, I think like a lot of like women can like relate to that. Like, you know, just like having an opinion and then just like literally getting just bombarded with like, Mm. you know, criticism and just everything. So I just like, it is really nice at the end of the episode to see her. And we've already mentioned like the one that is listened to because like, I mean, she really is like, I mean, being accused of being a separatist, like, I mean, they're trying to like attack her, like her character her name her everything and so i think it's you know makes it that much better to see at the end her um kind of like overcoming that so yeah again i don't have much to add but yeah that was just my thoughts on like the kind of first bit so yeah um hannah did 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 we hit you i can't remember if we did or not no um i was i was off to that's right that's right yeah um I honestly, yeah, y'all covered all of it, but I was—I actually was going to say, like, toward the end of the episode, but I guess I'll just, you know, say it now might as well, but something, getting off of the, the talk about Padme, which is not what we're here for, though, um, something that Palpatine does in this show is so fascinating. He does something that we refer to in acting school as the mask of the divided self, which means the audience know something that the people in the play do not that the actor does know and has to play both sides so he has to play the mask of the divided self is what that's called and it's so fascinating to see that like in a kid's show because you see that in like very elaborate like shakespeare plays which is so fascinating but just the way that he speaks to everyone you know this is not a gray thing it's black and white there's good and bad you know to keep like to keep the the that people in the show, you know, the actual characters like on their toes and, you know, keep them in these two separate boxes that don't overmix because that's what will make his big red box called the empire. Um, 
And then, like, in that last scene, I know we're jumping a little bit, but we can go back. Like, in that last scene where he's like, you know, everything's going according to plan. Or in Senator Amidala, I don't like her. She's, uh, um, it's so fascinating because, like, we get, that's our little peek into, into what we know to be true. We've known since 2000, whatever. No, we've known for a very long time, actually, I think, um, that he's, he's the big bad. He's the reason everything went to you know shit later it's cool to see that like you know all these different all the different things in his head i recently had to play a part where i had to do the mask of the divided self and it's painful it makes your brain go crazy and that was just for like a couple weeks that i had to you know i I played olivia where i had to pretend to be or olivia viola i played viola where i had to pretend to be a man pretend to be a girl pretend to be a man it was a whole it was so (laughs) crazy Adding that into war and managing an entire galaxy, I can't imagine. His brain must be exploding, but you know what? He's just that crazy. I'm sure he's doing just dandy. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, his, yeah, yeah, he, yeah he, he, he doesn't have a soul. Uh, he doesn't care. Um, so uh, Padme, again, refuses to believe that the Republic killed Mina, and Bail has a source who can confirm that Dooku was behind it. Um, Bale believes he can shut down the bill because they have a little back and forth of Bale's like, all right, I know we can do this. I know we can stop this bill. I just need more information. Um, Bale believes he can shut down the bill if he has more information on the financial logistics of the bill. Because if you think about it, money, it, it there you have to have money to pay off a loan. And that's what the banking clan is for. So Padme and uh, Anno uh, are with the representative from the banking plan, uh, banking plan, banking clan, um, and plan, they plan. they 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 state that the republic will they will charge the republic twenty five percent interest on the money that is used to create the clones, and I think the most interesting thing is it's like now we're getting into financials. And it's like you hardly touch on financial stuff when you're in Star Wars, so it's like. Um, that was really interesting because they, like they look at it and, and I think uh, Padme is the one that says the original agreement was 10% and the representative states that the banking plan doesn't have a stake in the, in, in the war, but they do. It's just so interesting to me. And the, in the, the last jab that the, the banking clan goes, well, the separatists have no problem paying their, paying the interest fee. So why should the Republic? And, and I thought that was just, just so scummy and it's just too real life um uh like it it's and then we get padme back again uh talking to bail uh that if the that if the finances go to the war effort then social services will destroy the the republic itself so you're losing you're losing health care you're losing you're losing education you're losing means of living for the lower income class and I, it's it's this part hits too much close to home that it, it that it when people say that the Clone Wars is for kids, I I direct them to this arc or this epic episode in particular and say, yeah, right. Um, it's not all pew 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 pew. It there's substance to every single arc and every single story. Um, the senators receive messages uh, and they are being attacked to make sure that they vote for the bill. Um, Anno uh, is one of them that is attacked. Padme meets with these senators and tries to persuade them 
but nobody will budge. Um, it's either because they have already made up their mind or they really think that the 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 bill is a good thing. Um, uh, and, and it's it, it's so interesting to see the it, to see that uh concept. And I'll ask this a little bit later, but we see the muggers at the bar. Uh, communicating with Dooku when he orders them to eliminate Padme. And let's be real here. These guys aren't going to get it done. If New Gunray wasn't able to kill her in episode one or kill her in episode two, why do we think these bozos are going to be able to do it? No way. Like, she's a boss-ass bitch. Like, you can't take out Padme. I'm sorry. You just can't. And so, like, and the but I will say the bar music was, was on point. I was digging <laughs> oh, to that bar music. I was like, yes, this is Star Wars to a T. Um, uh, so then we see Padme talking to Bale. Um, Padme states to Bale that uh, he should be the face of the movement. She states that she, she will meet with un, undecided senators, but he should be the face of it. Thoughts on that whole of what that what I just broke down. I know it was a lot. I saw a comment saying that you simp for Vale. Bail Organa, and I, I have to put my, my hand in there and say yes. <laughs> yep. Yes. 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 Jimmy, she's and a Jimmy Smith, Smith guy. Jimmy Smith <laughs> guy. He's like she, six you know years what? old. I'll never. Age, like fine wine and, and beyond. He's just amazing. But yeah, oh, I like that she gave Bail permission and he can just like take it. And he listens to women. He's a good man who taught taught people right, you know, Good men listen to women and get things done, you yes. know? And he can have many enemies. You know, the Empire still liked him during that era. They were like, okay, you're, you know, a little sus, but whatever. Like, mm -hmm. great guy. Great, fantastic guy. And, you know, the way in which he went was very, very sad. But, yeah, I like I like that he listens to people. Yes! 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 Um, yeah, he... I don't know. I just I like I like that they talk about the rebellion and they're talking about this like okay we're gonna have a league of people like they're figuring out the schematics of it and that's like as a rebellion girl that's so cool to see it happening. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's cool. Anybody else I'm, got anything? Yeah, I was just kind of talking about Bail Organa. I really like seeing like his and Padme's like friendship because like. Not that we don't get it in like Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith, but I really think we see it flushed out of just how much like she trusts him and he trusts her. I mean, he ends up taking care of her daughter. And so I think it really just like makes it so much more like meaningful that he does that because you see how close they were. And I completely agree with what Hannah was saying. He is like, he doesn't take this bill from her. He doesn't like, he is like, just like such a supportive friend. And I really love seeing their friendship fleshed out and then I think it's so interesting too to see them talking about like you know again like the finances of this because that is a harsh reality of war is like you, there's not unlimited funds so like you pull it from somewhere and it's like you know Padme and I think most people watching are you know in the boat of like well you can, like it needs to end like there has to be an end point I think it's so hard because you also have the people in the senate who are just like nope we have to keep funding this no matter what and so I just think it's it's such a like hard topic and conversation I love that Padme has bail at least like back her up and then you know work together because but yeah I just think that it's like yeah it is, it's a very real debate and topic and I think it's one most 
people have at least heard whether it's tv or people talking they've heard talked about before like to what how much do you how much is a war going to cost and what will you sacrifice like to again have it like let alone human life or life in general but like you know services as well so yeah vanessa or camilla there are two things that i'm thinking of the first thing is i think padme when speaking to bale she is very aware of how she is viewed and oh my mac is going to sleep soon um <laughs> no no, no. Um, wake it up Vanessa. wake up <laughs> put some give it some cold water um <laughs> yeah that'll definitely wake it up um but yeah i think she's very aware of how people view her and i know that this is something that we joke about a lot i will say something and you'll be like no what and then brian will be like oh yeah that's true and he'll be like oh yeah because like men will listen to men and whatever like that is the joke because usually the things i bring up are very absurd they're they're not mean people i swear um <laughs> but um yeah, I think she's just, like, based on how a lot of people in the Senate have treated her. Um, she knows that they will take it better if it comes from a man, if it comes from a respected man. I mean, what man is not respected, really? Um, <laughs> anyway, um, but I think also towards the end of, like, the chase scene. Paid actor portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. Where all the cops stop her, and then she was like, someone just tried to kill me. You're not listening to me. Um, Yeah, just like, I know it was very subtle, but it just made me think of like, how like violence against women is dealt with and how they're more focused on like if like the woman was doing drugs or something instead of like why she was in that situation who did something to her why does she have blood on her face you know like they just immediately like blame the woman for whatever that was something that i noticed the other thing that this reminded me of was how we were saying how like the senate and like people's thinking is very black and white and people seem to be like very decided on what their vote is and like nothing is going to change their perspective on things and it reminded me of this january 6 documentary that i watched 
and how despite like after all of the chaos the lives lost the people injured and like most of the people that voted against like Biden being put into office they still stayed with the vote they still tried to get it to not happen and to keep people the previous president as president uh i mean thank goodness people pulled everyone else pulled through but yeah i just think like when people are set on something for the most part this it it shows like (laughs) it's not a it wasn't a one-time thing um so Yeah. yeah camilla Friend, um, you haven't I, talked much. I'm worried about you. No, 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 it's all good. I, I, I want to make sure I love hearing everybody speak. I want to make sure everybody talks. Um, but I, I love. Oh my gosh, I just love everything that's been said. Just retweet everything like Ari said. <laughs> um, yeah, no, two things I want to talk about, uh, especially going off of like Vanessa was talking about in terms of like bail of it all, and then also talking about constituents that's the other thing that i want to talk about first like the veil of it all i love and this also kind of connects back to um heroes on both sides the scene where ahsoka is in in padme's office and padme's like i wish i could talk to senator ron terry and ahsoka's like who is he and ahsoka's and padme's like he is a she and there's that like often in these spaces there's always an assumption that that people in respected places and places of power are men and there's always just yeah. like an assumption of the of of men in these spaces um and then you also see that with senator christophe christo um the corin senator corin i believe uh that, that yes. uh padman Corrin. um Anna we're talking to is is that like they were like they're trying to convince them to to side with them and then and then when padme's like Bail Organa is mentioned and he's like, well, I'll listen to him because he's a voice of reason. And it's like Padme and <laughs> Padme and Bail could give the exact same speech. This is this is pre the ending, but like if Bail had given his speech that he was planning to and Padme had given the exact same speech, it would have been heard completely differently coming from Bail because that's just a fact. That's just what happens. Men are just heard differently and are listened to more often than women are listened to. I mean, listen to women, believe women. Yeah. Um, and so and, and and I think that going back to Padme's arc is that you see her being like bail. Maybe if they listen to somebody they respect, like you, they, if you gave a speech, then, then everybody will listen. You're respected. And so it's just, you see that you see, I appreciate seeing someone that I admire as much as Padme having those kinds of insecurities and those insecurities and where you know that you have power, but you know that your voice isn't going to be heard as well. And also seeing her doing that thing that women often do, which is uh, we, I know, I know how to get something done, but it will get done easier if there's a man doing it because I can see what's happening and I'm not the one who's going to be able to get it done. And, And that just like breaks my heart for her and also just just for women in general the fact that we have that that we think that way and that we always are putting ourselves in the background and and making ourselves smaller than to be able to get things done um so that's like on the bail bail piece of it but then also like something that's talked about a lot throughout this episode is them talking about constituents and a couple of the senators talk about like, oh, I'm acting in the interest of my constituents. I'm acting in the interest of the people who voted me in. But then Senator Crispo says, 
Yeah, exactly. Senator Christo says to Padme, when was the last time you talked to your constituents? When was the last time you talked to your people? And like, that's supposed to be in the back of her mind because obviously then we see her talking to Tekla later. Um, but, but yeah, this idea again, that like all of these senators are so far from their people and are so far removed and, and aren't thinking about the Republic people and the citizens and again it comes back to who's the cost of the war it's not money it's citizens and these people are the true cost of the war because these people in places of power aren't listening to the people that they were elected to serve um which again like really hits 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 heavy it's very heavy no yeah absolutely and like this is why like like the world is so much tougher uh for for females than it is males and and that and it's just the truth it's the it's the cold hard truth that that uh we have to live with and like it it i don't understand how y'all do it on a daily basis because i would just i would just i my comment sections i'd be just like going off because i just don't understand i don't get it but that's for another conversation. But Char, what did you think of the uh, um, uh, the corn senator? Her actually beating out the which, by the way, that guard getting taken out. I was like, oh, "Come on, man!" Like, I I get it. Like, they came up behind you, but like these two bounty hunters are chumps. I get <laughs> if are. it were like Aura Singh or like somebody else, but like these two are chumps. Yeah, like Senator Christo, it's like, like, I don't like the fact that, like, what Camilla said, like, how a woman wants to get something done, like, and it can't be done without a man's help. Like, that's just, that's just, that's just not good thinking. Like, I don't, I don't really appreciate the, that idealism in society. Like, a woman is fine on her own. Like, it doesn't matter what she's doing. Like, she can, she's easily capable of, fixing an issue and and Christo it's I don't know I, I Christo is just I don't, I don't really have an opinion on Christo I think yeah Christo is just I don't know yeah so Christo's like that character that's just there and then yeah. it's just not there anymore yeah, yeah pretty much. no no you're you know, we don't, you're right. we don't know what happens but you know yeah um Padme's ambush obviously we she does a really good job I mean she pretty much takes them on and then the officer dro- officer droids show up they're like stop right there and then in like the most typical fashion they get destroyed and i'm like what's the point of having them my god um padme steals a speeder to get away um the entire chase scene uh was like i remember dave because i listened to like the snippet of like the explanation of the episode and he's like we loved the episode, but we, it just seemed too long and there wasn't much going on. So they added this scene to like give it a little bit more oomph. And it, it works. It does a perfect... I think that's the best part. If it were just them in the Senate building again, I think it would have kind of dragged on a little too much. But adding this into there and then adding on this perspective that Vanessa had of like, oh, she's a woman. Like, even if she's a senator, like the the whole thing is like too much on the nose. Um, but back at her apartment, uh, Padme talks to her handmaiden, Tekla, about her uh, warning of the belief of, of the Republic. Tekla um, 
says states that she isn't like most politicians because she talks to the common citizens, which gives Padme the inspiration she needs to get back in the fight. Um, at the Senate building, Bail gets attacked. Uh, the muggers were uh, the by the muggers, but he was prepared for this, and he ends up getting injured. Uh, they get a hollow of Bail stating that. He is not able to give the speech uh, and he pleads Padme to give the speech for him. And it's kind of like him giving the he he giving the baton back to Padme. Just like, I know you can do it. I You might not believe that you can do it, but I I, I believe in you. And that is like so wholesome. And it's like it's such a bail thing to do because Bale's the best. So, guys, take a book, take a page out of uh, Bail Organa's book be that guy don't be clovis for the love of god don't be clovis and also um, a, a fun fact uh senator christo the only source or thing that he's in in star wars is this episode it's the only thing that he's in yeah um so tecla convinces uh padme to give the speech uh this speech is just perfect and i i can't do it justice so camilla since this is your episode, uh, you and I'm pretty sure. Are you wearing the sweatshirt? You're wearing the I sweatshirt. Wearing the sweatshirt. Okay. So thanks for that. Story. I have yeah. my favorite scene in all of. Time I need Wars. one of I those. I need one. I had also printed it out. Hey, what is it's like in a frame of my It's bed. the whole it's speech. It's the whole speech. speech. This is a speech. So oh, Camilla, no way. Camilla, give us the speech. Man, let's see if I can say it without crying. Probably not. Love. All right. <sighs> okay. So Padme comes in and she's like, I will speak on his behalf. Senator Amidala will be permitted to speak. And then she goes, Tecla Mina. Tecla is one of my aides. Like so many of the people that we tell ourselves we're here to serve. Tecla lives in a district that rarely has electricity or running water as a result of the war. Her children can now only bathe every two weeks and they have no light in which to read or study at night. The Republic has always funded these basic services, but there are those who would divert the money to the war with no thought of what the people need to survive. If not for people like Tekla and her children, who are we fighting for? My people, your people, all of our people, this war is meant to save them from suffering, not increase it. I support our brave soldiers, whether they come from the clone factories or from any of the thousands of systems loyal to the Republic. <laughs> Sorry. This is the impact of Star Wars, people. Man, you're doing good so far, Camilla. But if we continue to impoverish our people, It is not on the battlefield where Dooku will defeat us, but in our own homes. Therefore, it is our duty and our responsibility to preserve the lives of those around us by defeating this bill. Bam. And everybody applauds. Mike. It's a beautiful moment. Mic drop. Um, uh, It's also, oh, damn it, we lost Vanessa. Uh, 
Satine is also seen in the background, and me and Camilla were watching this with Beth actually, and I pointed it out, and it this is like, like the moment that I hear, like the TikTok that comes into my head is, "Go best friend," like that's what <laughs> Satine's doing behind Padme, um, and the Senate votes against deregulation, and like Hannah was saying, the. Palpatine goes, uh, we're just going, this is this is not going to stop us. This The plan is still going to keep going. And it, it, it's just so sinister of how he does it. But let's talk about the end real quick. Um, uh, thoughts on the speech? Camilla, I, you, you did perfectly. Somebody and... else start while I compose myself. Everyone yeah. in the chat spam W's for Camilla. Yeah, w, w for Camilla, please. Everyone spam W's part. in the chat. That for was Camilla. perfect. And she's a queen and she's my best friend. Anyway, um, uh, Hannah or Ken, thoughts on the speech? I mean, me, I me. just. I'm kidding. I was like, I, I just, like, let alone what's like the content like it was like the words she speaks which are just so it's like I was getting chills as you were reading it Camilla I was just like it's such a like because it's one that's still relevant like it's relevant outside of Star Wars and it's it's one that's been relevant like for so long and it's one that will continue to be relevant because it is so easy when you don't see like the people actually being affected to just literally like put it out of you know your view but like Padme bringing it to like kind of like to the to the center of everything it's just so powerful and I just like I also really love that like even though she's like okay I want what's best for like my people for people in general like so I'm gonna have I'm gonna go through Bale who the people will listen to um I really like that it is her that gets to deliver the speech because I think it is showing that like you know people like like people will like will you know listen like I, you might need to literally like hit them with over the head but like just she it, it's just it's such a I love it I mean and honestly you could take that speech and like deliver it and like people probably wouldn't know it's from Star Wars if you took out certain words from it they might think it was like a politician who gave it so I just I love it and again every time I watch it I just I get chills at the end because it's just it's such a such an amazing speech um but yeah yeah hannah or vanessa okay um oh my gosh yeah honestly all that it's it's so the speech is i like that it's delivered by padme in that like you know they're already feeling a little bit down. Bail Organa's not doing great. You know, he just got an attack, whatever. Um, Pete actor portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. 
thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And everyone's kind of like, ooh, what's going to happen? You know, tensions are very high. And then she delivers the speech just perfectly. And it really proves to this galaxy that women are capable um, at a time where, you know, in their timeline, at least, you know, yes, women hold places of power and they're in the Senate, obviously, but there's still like a very misogynistic vibe about in the in the galaxy. And that does remain for a long time, you know. Um, but, yeah, it, 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 it's like a little turning point. It's another chapter in the book is turned. It's a very pivotal moment. And I, I don't know. It's just it's really, really good. And it's really, really telling of how great of a woman and a senator she was and why she is such great, such a great role model for small kids everywhere. Absolutely. And big ones, too. Vanessa, are you there? Are you all right? Hi. Am, <laughs> I, am I lagging at all? A little bit, but your audio is good. Testing, testing. Hello. No, yeah, you're good. You're good. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so there was this lecture that I watched a year ago, a couple years ago. It's by this guy, George Lombiot, and it was about, it was based on his book, Out of the Wreckage. And he pretty much explained, there's this one part that I loved because I study Latin and he brought up how society was or should be based on this philosophy of companionship and how at first um, with the, within the word companion, there there is significance to it. You have the word com and panis, which means with bread. And there is an importance in like sharing a meal with people and like getting to know the person, like the conversations that are held over meals. Um, And so that's just like very important. And like when establishing a community and when representing people, you, it's important to know them. Um, And I think that is something that like Padme does. Well, it is something that Padme does in this episode. She, goes back to the people that she represents and she then she brings that knowledge to the senate and her speech is entirely selfless it's based on just representing those people and i like barely skimmed <laughs> the the speech from dark disciple the one that count dugu gives when he's when he receives that humanitarian award at the gala but it's just exactly as like not even how I remember, but just 
the basic rhetoric that you get, which is the opposite of something that relies on companionship and community. Although they give speeches that give this facade of unity and patriotism and whatnot, it's always very individualist focused. And they're always just, it always ends up being like, how will this benefit you instead of us as a whole? Um, there's also this image that I saw several years ago, I think back in like 2016 or something, like way before that election, um, even before infographics were a thing, um, it was just someone holding up a photo, a little sign, and it said like, vote in the best interest of not you, but the least privileged person that you know. And it's just something that like, I have always carried with myself. Um, like there is, I guess like some people may vote on things that will affect them. Like for me, I'm a woman, I would vote um, based on people that will represent me and like my ideals with reproductive rights and whatnot. I don't plan on getting or needing an abortion, but there's someone out there that, you know, may need that option. So, you know, I will vote in their best interest. And yeah, I just think it's so important. The example that Padme sets in this episode of like that emphasis on community and mm -hmm. how it actually works. Um, back to the lecture that I watched this guy. Um, I don't know if he was talking about a city in Brazil. I was trying to look through the notes in my phone because I was like, this is so interesting. I was like watching it as I was cooking, but I had to like stop what I was making just to like write it down. But I think it was a city in Brazil and they were upset about the taxes no they're upset about the traffic and like how long it took for them to get to work and they were aware that they had to raise taxes in order to help make the traffic go by faster help them get to work faster ease the traffic but they were aware of like where the money was going and they knew that it would benefit the community more um so yeah these are just all interesting things community and companionship is important and absolutely. yes <laughs> absolutely well said camilla bring us home um this yeah this speech is just it's my favorite padme moment because it's like the culmination of who padme is in so many ways um i love that again it's the culmination of her arc in this episode of the in the in the Clone Wars anthology constantly throughout the throughout the short story it, there's the running line it shouldn't be her it shouldn't be her it shouldn't be her and that's like padme's perspective going into this speech is like it's supposed to be bail giving this speech it's not supposed to be me it's not supposed to be my voice that's supposed to do all of this work and yet it ends up being her voice because she's needed and and she delivers because she's thinking about tecla and and has taken the time to listen to Tekla. And what I love is that she, when she talks to Tekla the night before the speech, is that she's not talking to Tekla to prep for her speech because she doesn't know she's about to give this speech. Okay. It's just like her genuinely being like, I haven't been listening. I want to hear from you. This is my genuine want. 
And then it's Tekla later that's like, you actually do listen to people, you listen to me. And then, and then, and that's when Padme gets her inspiration for the speech. Um, and then she gives a speech and it's just so powerful. Obviously you all just witnessed how much it means to me. Um, and yeah, it also is like, I love that in, in the anthology, I'm just going to read it because it's great. And so, so she gives her speech and then obviously we see her smiling and she's looking out in the crowd um, and I think a lot of people, you can often read that as like, oh my gosh, Padme's so proud of herself that she gave a good speech. She's patting herself on the back, but like, that's not at all what she's thinking because in this, mm-hmm. in this chapter, it says, who knows what tomorrow will bring, but today the Senate showed itself to be more concerned about the people of the Republic than its own coffers. This is why she is here. This is how things are supposed to be. And this is why she believes in the Republic. It is not without corruption. It is not without darkness. There is good at its core. And just because something good has darkness in it does not mean you abandon it. Just because there's darkness in something does not mean you do not love it. You show it love, you show it light, and you hope it chooses the light. And it's and you see her idealism in such a beautiful way in, in this episode. And I think, again, it's like words are often viewed as weakness. And in this episode, it's the most powerful thing. Yeah, that the words of a single senator can change, can sway the thoughts of millions, and 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 nope. then you, and then I also think about like that you see her speech projected throughout Coruscant, and I think about like how people saw this senator talking about them for once, and clones saw this person talking about them and talking about them as people and not just as casualties in a war to yep. fight and to die for the yeah. republic. Um, and it's, yeah, she's, she's, she is so important and so powerful. And, and I just, I wish, I wish more people saw that from her and I hope, and I'm happy more people are seeing it, but I just would love for more people to see it too. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, so that is the end of the arc char real quickly give your three interesting facts we'll do the rankings and then we'll get out of here we're gonna skip star wars news i was hoping um, you would do that yeah we're already, yeah, we're already yeah, past was, two hours we usually don't yeah. go past an hour and a half but this has been know. such an, a great it's great been conversation and in a great rewatch and uh char three all right ready facts? Three interesting facts about a certain Clone Wars arc that you didn't know about until now. Part 15, Heroes on Both Sides and Pursuit of Peace Edition, a.k.a. the Padme arc. Uh, Fact one, the species of an assassin. The assassin hired by Dooku named Chota Hiyoki is a a cell calf, a species that was first introduced in the 2003 video game called Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Fact two, a reference to an old war. Lot Dodd said Coruscant has not been directly attacked in over 1,000 years, which coincides with the last war between the Jedi and the Sith. Fact 3. Beyond the lower levels of Coruscant, the power generators on Coruscant are said to be on level 5,000, which would be 5,000 levels beneath the surface of Coruscant. And there you have it. Those are the three interesting facts about the Padme arc, a.k.a. Heroes on Both Sides and Pursuit of Peace. Great job, Char. Now, everybody in the chat, thank you for showing up. Thanks for hanging out with us. I know we went a bit a little bit long, um, but what is everybody's ranking? Real quick, panel. Uh, let's start with Ken. 
Um, I'm given Kiss or Grandmaster that the, the highest ranking for this arc. I just I love it. <laughs> uh huh. And where can we find you on social media? Yeah, you can find me at uh, Senator Smoke, and it's Smoke like Felicity Smoke, so like S M O A K, um, on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll go Vanessa. I agree with the chef's kiss. Um, I am on TikTok and Instagram. I guess I'll change my Twitter. No. Vanessa uh, <laughs> Snack. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to change my Twitter to my name. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm on those things with my own name. I have a red bubble. It's Vanessa's visuals. Yes. Go I, hit it up. In some of my TikTok descriptions, there's more information on that. But yeah, that's where to find me. Uh, Hannah. Um, I also have to give it a chef's kiss. It's ju- it's just that deserving, you know. It's just that good. And where can we find you? Yeah, you can find me on all platforms at Nerdy Hands. Um, and hopefully in the next few weeks or so, YouTube as well. Let's just there say. you go. There um, you yeah, go. All, all the places. Uh, and Camilla. Sweet, sweet Camilla. <laughs> Could I you imagine? Take a gander at what your ranking's yeah, going to be. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine if I'm like, yeah, I just recited that speech and like completely broke down in tears, but I'm going to give it a Jedi Master. Yeah, youngling, duh. Uh, makes me cry and I like can't recite it on a podcast without weeping. Um, Great Master, duh. <laughs> um, yeah. It's powerful. It. I wish more people would watch it um, because there's a lot to gain from it, and yeah. it it hits. It's it's hitting very different today. Um, places you can find me on, on TikTok, Borikowoki, and then also um, at Open Circle Fleet. Have have Open Circle Fleet with that, and then um, um, my narrative podcast, uh, Beings of the Galaxy, wherever pods are streamed. Also Instagram at Beings of the Galaxy Pod. And that's me. Char. You know, I don't think I've ever given a grandmaster before, but this is the first grandmaster. I, I, yes, I, I, I think so. I think so too. I, I think Let's that's me go. as well. Is this like a, a, is this, like this, a, is a full this is grandmaster? a whole grand grandmaster council? This is incredible. This. Yeah. This, is this is awesome. And yeah, like people to call this filler. Yeah, I just don't get it. I don't like, get why people call it filler. Makes zero sense. The reason me. why I give it a grandmaster is that one this this arc. Like shows a lot of the problems that go on in the Republic outside of the war, and Padme just pardon my language, but she fucking shines in this in these in yes. this arc, man. Like she and rightfully so. Like this is the reason why people love Padme is because she's not she's not just fighting for the Republic; she's just fighting for everyone that's not involved with the war and everyone that is in the lower levels of Coruscant that need help and assistance. And she's fighting for everyone that's in the in the Republic that needs help, and it's yeah. like. I feel like a lot of people take Padme for granted. Everyone sees Padme as Anakin's wife, but she's way more than that. Yeah, way Anakin more. Anakin's husband. There it is. Yes. Yeah, yep, yep. There you go. There you go. Wait. Wait, wait what did I say? No, 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 no. You were saying she she was flipping it around. She was saying that uh, Anakin is, is Padme's husband. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, wait, like sorry, the opposite. Said, okay. Okay. Yeah. I was like thinking, wait, did you I were, say you Padme's wife? No, you're not wrong. You're wrong. There's a better way to say it. Say it. Okay. There you go. Okay. <laughs> um, But Char, where can we find you? 
on the you social media. You can find medias. me here at the Pod Ones oh, podcast every Thursday. Sorry, I messed oh, that up. Good, good people. people. Yeah. You can find me here at the Pod Ones podcast every Thursday night talking about our Clone Wars rewatch. And you can find me on TikTok at CharCharJ. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter at CharCharJ. And I don't really post on Twitter and Instagram, but you can find me mainly on TikTok. Uh, you guys can follow me at the Pod Ones Podcast on TikTok, uh, Pod Ones Pod on Instagram, and at Pod Ones Podcast on Twitter. I want to thank everybody on our panel. Uh, y'all were amazing. Yeah, thank uh, you guys so much I, for coming I, in. I, I really, really appreciate you guys making the time. Uh, thanks to everybody in the chat. And but, also, Luke. Also, Luke. Yeah. Before we do that, um, yeah. For those of you that are in here watching, uh, don't forget to subscribe and leave a like on the video so you, we can spread out our content even more. And um, if you want to follow Luke and I on our on our Clone Wars rewatch, go ahead and follow our Twitter at, at the Pod Ones Podcast. Follow the Pod Ones Instagram and then yep. all the other sources of media that I think Luke has. I don't know. Luke has like six different medias. Yeah. Well, Pod well, <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta spread it all out. But yeah, so please like and subscribe. Yeah, I always forget to do that, but good job, Char. It's uh, the first time we've done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, we get better subscribers. But um, I, also to the chat, guys, thank you so much. Uh, you guys mean the world to us, and thank you for the support. And uh, until next time, for Light and for Life. And may the Force be with you, always. See you later, See guys. Ya. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.